Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have a question, and I think this is something that there have been misconceptions about, and I don't know the answer, and I'm somebody who works in television. What are the rules for networks protecting games? Is that a thing? Because last year, I'm sitting there thinking, the Chiefs-Bills divisional game was one of the best sporting events that I've ever seen. I imagine that has to be in prime time, and then the schedule comes out, and it's a CBS 425 game. Does CBS get a chance to be like, no, NFL, this is the game we're protecting. We need this on our network. How does that work? Nobody protects anything in April and May. Everybody has requests. Everybody has suggestions. Everybody feels like we owe them one from some perceived slight somewhere in recent memory. Um, But nobody protects anything uh, now. We meet with all the network partners. Everybody kind of gives us a wish list. Truth is, you could fill out those wish lists for all of our partners. We all can look at the 272 games and pick the 10 or 15, you know, must-see TV games. So there's not a lot of drama in their request lists. Um, when we talk about protecting a game, there is that concept. Once the season has started and we start getting into the flexible scheduling weeks, then there are opportunities for CBS and Fox to protect a game from Sunday afternoon. As you can imagine, you know, the game was scheduled in May. It was on CBS. They've been planning for it, preparing for it, getting ready for it. And then two weeks out, here comes that horrible phone call from Mike. And, hey, we're going to take that game away from you. And in their minds, you're just going to take it from us and give it to my competitor, give it to the primetime partner. How's that fair? So there is this concept of protecting a game that CBS and Fox can do on a Sunday afternoon, protect it from going to primetime, protect it from getting cross-flex to the other partner. But that's, you know, mid-season on. That's not, there's no such thing here in March and April. And yeah, it's a little confusing because there are a lot of so-called experts out there kind of, you know, giving their two cents and giving the impression that, you know, NBC gets to pick this one and CBS gets to pick that one. There's no such thing as part of the schedule making process. All 272 games, especially now with the new media deals that kick in this year, literally every single game is a toss-up. Every game's a free agent. Every game's a jump ball. And the scheduling team, like we said, is trying to look at all 272 of these games and figure out the right home for each one of them. You can't put all the good games on NBC. You can't put all the good games on Fox. You got to let everybody have a couple of bites of the juiciest apples and then hope that your crystal ball in May is pretty clear by the time you get to no less, you know, November and December, but even September, you know, we're going to put games on the schedule for the early part of the season that sound fun and interesting. And, and, you know, let's get everybody kind of reacquainted and, and re-engaged with the NFL. 
And then you want big games through the middle of the season leading into the holiday period. You want big games at the end of the season. We finish the season with all division games. Once we get to that point, there's a protection or two, but not in March and April. They're all up to us. All right. So to be clear, Bill's Chiefs, they're playing again this year. Even if CBS goes pounds the table, Mike, we we have this is our game again. Hey, you respect that, but they have no right to claim it necessarily. That's basically what you're saying, right? Yep, it's 100% right. And look, you think about a Bills Chiefs game, you think about a Bengals Chiefs have been, you know, having a pretty good rivalry developing there in the AFC and like we said, Kansas City's got a really interesting schedule this year. They play Green Bay, they play the Jets, assuming Aaron Rodgers is there. That game's pretty interesting. Every AFC West game is going to be compelling now. So, there's going to be a lot of good Chiefs games. If CBS really wanted Buff Kansas City and they didn't get it, I'm sure they're going to be hoping that they got Cincy, Kansas City, right. or Chargers, Kansas City. And, you know, the job here for us is to kind of spread them all around a little bit so that everybody feels like, hey, I didn't get everything I wanted, but I got enough of what I wanted. I, I feel like I was treated fairly. At the end of the day, that's all we could do, kind of make sure that everybody feels like they were heard and taken care of to a certain extent. Um Nobody loves their schedule. No team loves their schedule. No network loves their schedule. Everybody's got a little something to gripe about. Hopefully it's just a little something, and hopefully it's kind of even across the board. If any one of the television partners calls us the day after the schedule and says, oh, champagne on the way is the best schedule we've ever got, uh, that's probably not our best schedule. Same with any team. If there's any team that is thrilled beyond belief with their schedule, I'm sure the other three division opponents probably aren't feeling so good about that. So basically it's trying to disappoint everybody evenly and and hopefully just a little. Mike, how does the balancing act work for the first game of the year? Because this is something we talked about last year with the bills specifically because they started the year against the Rams. Like obviously no, this year the chiefs are going to be playing that first game of the year. In my mind, I'm always like, listen, we are football junkies. We will watch the first game no matter who is there. But you also want to start with a compelling, fun product. So we're sitting there again here in Buffalo, and we're like, hey, Bill's Chiefs, like you could start the season with that, and everybody would be hyped. But at the same time, you could start Chiefs versus the JV football team on Grand Island, and I would still be watching that game. Yeah, I'd watch that one too. Yeah. Um, no, look, Bill's are in the, the JV game. Grand Island Vikings, Matt. Yeah. Bill's are in the conversation. There's no question. Um, as we hinted at though, like Kansas city has got a really good schedule this year and a really good home schedule. So as football junkies, you're right. We're going to watch just about anything we put on kickoff there in Kansas city. You could make a real good case for Buffalo. You can make a real good case for any of the division games. The chargers always play them tough. The Raiders have a new quarterback. The Broncos have a new coach. Any of those would be pretty interesting in week one. You could look at the NFC games, Detroit, maybe the hottest team in the league last year down the stretch. Wouldn't it be fun to kind of reward them with that kind of showpiece game and, and go in there week one and, and try to give the Chiefs a game? I think Chicago's really interesting. I'd watch Bears-Chiefs that opening game. I think Justin Fields, you know, a lot of quarterbacks in this league kind of figure it out in year two, and that guy was all kinds of exciting last year. I would watch that. I Like we said, Bills would be great. Cincinnati would be great. Philly would be interesting, right? You could just kind of pick up where we left off in that fun Super Bowl. It was a, you know, track meet back and forth. Let's run it back. Let's pick it up right where we left off. So it's rare to have a year like this. And it's due, obviously, you know, a lot due to Kansas City and and the compelling nature of that team and their record the last few years and a couple of Super Bowl wins. We could play just about any of their home games, and I think it would go pretty well. So now it becomes like you hinted at, the balancing act of could you – 
I don't want to say get away with, but could you, you know, use the analytics, use the math, use the science. Could you put a game into kickoff that might not be the biggest game, but it's still going to deliver X many viewers and still going to keep the fans interested from May through September when we finally start our season again. And then you could save a Buffalo, Kansas city or a Cincy, Kansas city or a Philly, Kansas city for later in the season when you might be able to get just as much, if not more value out of it, assuming all those teams are still good and competitive. You can't go wrong playing it in week one. Everybody's tied for first. You start saving some of those games and saying, Oh, I'm counting on this to mean something in December. And then, you know, you get an injury, you get a bad break, you go the other way and somebody's already clinched a playoff spot. I wouldn't want to, you know, waste one of our best games of the year by waiting too long to play it. So it's trying to strike the balance. It's trying to give the computers and the software, uh, you know, enough flexibility to kind of have an opportunity, like we said, to disappoint everybody evenly. You got to have some three game road trips in there. There's going to be some travel considerations. There's going to be teams coming off buys playing teams on the road. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of things that people are going to be frustrated by. Um, I don't want necessarily to let, you know, us deciding right now, kickoff has to be Buffalo, Kansas City, whatever's down that road, we're prepared for it. I like the idea of giving the computers and the software a little bit more flexibility and then letting the humans kind of see a finished jigsaw puzzle and then react to it. Well, kickoff's better than we had hoped or better than we had planned, but it's okay. Look at what we got for the rest of Sunday night or CBS or ESPN and just kind of see as many contender schedules as you can with as many different options as you can and hopefully pick the winner. All right. You're making me a feel, feel good on one point and feel bad on another. Here's why I feel good. I've been saying Chicago as well. I think it's a compelling team. I, I think that would fit. And we've been talking about that on the radio. And I think, you know, I wouldn't go against Chicago with Justin Fields and what they're doing in the offseason. But I've been of the mindset. And now you're convincing me the other way could be possible. Mike, would you really put the Bills on two years in a row in that game? I, I went back and looked. I don't think it's ever been the same team two years in a row if the team didn't win the previous year's Super Bowl. I think the Saints did it two years in a row, one year after they won the Super Bowl. I did the research on it. And I, keep thinking to myself, no, they're not going to do that. Are they? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're probably right. I'll be honest. I haven't looked back. Um, whatever it's been eight or 10 years that we've been having the Super Bowl champion open at home. You're probably right. We probably haven't done, you know, the same team on the road going into the building for the banner raising. Um, that being said, I suspect we probably hadn't played a team three out of four years on the road on Thanksgiving. Right. So, right. You know, rules are not even rules. Uh, history is meant to be made. Um, look, I, I think as a Bills fan, you know, you could make an argument on both sides, right? You could go into Kansas City in week one. You obviously had success going into L.A. last year's kickoff. Maybe you catch them before they get hot. I don't know, you know, how the Bills fans and the Bills coaches and players would feel about it versus, you know, waiting until later in the season and going to Buffalo, uh, going to Kansas City when – you know, they're playing a little better when uh, you guys are a little banged up, when, you know, you're coming off a road game in New York with Aaron Rodgers playing quarterback. Maybe there's no better time to go there than week one. Maybe catch mm -hmm. a little better weather than you might catch in November, December. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wish I could give you a better, you know, mathematical answer, but I can tell you right now you're you got a one and eight shot. I, I think that's okay. kind of how we're looking at it. Uh, just about any Chiefs opponent. Uh, would make some sense for kickoff. The Chiefs are also going over to Germany next year. So when you think about what would you rather do, would you rather go to Kansas City in week one or would you rather go with Kansas City to Germany in November? 
Um, and not just for you, but for every right. team that's playing at Kansas City this year. So a lot to think about. Um, but I, I think we're we're pretty open minded and I think we're going to be pretty happy with literally just about whatever game falls in there for kickoff. Mike, you brought up the Germany thing with Kansas City. So the Bills going to London for the second time this upcoming season. And one of the questions that Sal and I had been talking about on the podcast prior to this was Bills are getting a new stadium and the company, the architect that's designing the stadium is the same group that built Tottenham Stadium, which is where the Bills are going. Is that a coincidence or is that part of the reason why the Bills will be playing in that specific stadium also will be going to London as opposed to, you know, Germany, like Kansas City is doing. Yeah, look, I, you'd have to ask our international team. I'd be surprised if the reason that the Bills were selected this year for London was because of the architects. I don't think that probably factored into the calculus. I, I think it really what it came down to was, um, you know, the every team in the league is going to give up one home game every eight years. Um and I think what they did was they looked at the likelihood of the stadium being online soon and not wanting to give up one of those home games when you're in the new building. Yeah. Um, Got to do it at some point. Haven't done it in a while. Um, you know, it's a combination, I think, of, you know, a little bit of volunteer and a little bit of uh, arm twisting, uh, just trying to find the right teams. Again, it's only coming out of the conference with the extra home game every year. Um and then there's some marketing sides to it as well. Uh, what's the fan base like for these teams in London? What's the fan base like for these teams in Germany? What's the fan base like for these teams in Mexico? We're not doing Mexico this year, but I assume we'll be back there next year. So, again, it's another yet another balancing act, yet another set of constraints that we're trying to not just solve for 2023, but also thinking about who's going internationally in 24, 25, 26. Um, I don't think the architecture firm had a vote in this. 